Now, you might remember a little bit while ago, we spoke to uh, uh, Paul Dingiven, uh, and um, we have him on the air. So, yeah. uh, Paul, are you there? Hi. How are you doing, Paul? Good to talk to you again. It's been a while since we spoke. It is, yeah. yeah, And the reason, Paul, I wanted to talk to you was because I spotted your picture uh, today. You're back in Spain at the moment. And uh, you're back there with your son. And there was a picture of your daughter, should I say, your daughter in the pool today. And it was kind of the the picture from what I remember was spot the difference. And obviously that your wife is not there because the last time you were in that particular place, your wife, Julie, was with you at the time. And she passed away in 2017, uh, 36 years of age from cervical cancer. And of course, you were one of the 17 women at the time that were identified by the HSE as having died after they'd done the review and had been mistakenly given her the all clear. Um, just take us back, for those who didn't hear the previous time that I spoke to you, Paul, take us back just a little bit. Um, when she was first diagnosed or when she was first given the all clear, should I say, back in 2009, it was just a standard routine smear test, I imagine. Yeah, just a standard routine smear test. She got the all clear, which we know no wasn't. There was precancerous lesions that, that weren't spotted. Hmm. And everything was grand then, like any woman who gets a smear test, given the all clear, you kind of a sigh of relief, I suppose, and you move on with your life and until you're due to go and have your next smear test, I suppose. Yeah, uh, life went down. She, we got pregnant. Yeah. We had our daughter, Ellie, in 2011. She had some bleeding during the pregnancy, all right, where we thought she was having a miscarriage, mm-hmm. but went to the hospital put on a machine, monitored Ellie's heartbeat, everything was fine, mm-hmm. sent home, thought everything was grand, don't worry about it. Yeah, so I mean, that that can happen, of course, during pregnancy, women can get what they call yeah. spotting, which we, is... We were, that's, that's what they said, that you can get some bleeding. Like, yeah, so quite, quite we normal. Went, we, we went down, Ellie was born, everything went okay. Mm-hmm. So, and and just remind, remind people as well that you also have a son, Craig, from a previous relationship, and a, a stepdaughter, Jasmine, as well, so... Everything was happy. Ali, Ali Jasmine, would be, Jasmine would be my daughter and yeah. Julie's son, Craig, would be my stepson. Yeah. Right, okay. So all everybody was happy. Everything was grand. And then there was a review in September 2016 um, of yeah. her smear test. And what happened? Yeah, well, she had the smear in 2013, mm-hmm. which that's when they spotted the cancer. Yeah. So... We we went. I I got a phone call then after all this broke with Vicky Veelan to be told that um Julie was one of the seventeen at the time, no eighteen. That yeah. um this that is, she was one of the women. That this is when they reviewed the the it, there was a review, wasn't it, in September two thousand sixteen of of the actual smear test, yeah, which, there was an which basically meant yeah. that they should have identified it in two thousand nine when she first went. Oh yeah, absolutely. But I, since then, I found out, which I didn't know previously, that. When a woman is diagnosed with cervical cancer, there's an automatic audit done mm-hmm. into their previous smears, and that has to be completed within seven, eight, seven to eight months of them being diagnosed. So in the early 2004, or 2010, or sorry, 2014, they would have spotted that anyway, but for some reason we haven't been told any of that. Like. They didn't think at the time it was appropriate to tell you that, or for whatever reason they didn't want to tell for you. For some that. reason, we we haven't told. We've been we were told. You believe they intentionally kept that information from you? Oh, I think so, because we were told. Oh, we, we were kept. We just kept being told it, it, it's you're young, or we've caught it early. You know, we're, we're going to get rid of this. You'd be grand. Yeah. I just said, like you'll be fine. You're young. You're healthy. 
you, you have a great chance. Just we're going we're, we're not looking to just manage this, Julie. We're going we're going to eradicate this. We're going to, we're going to get it for you. Like that's what we were being taught. Like. We were never told that there was an audit. There would have been an audit done back then anyway, and they would have known back then that the 2009 smear was incorrectly. Right, and if of course that 2009 uh, smear had been correct and accurate, it could they could have intervened earlier, and your wife would probably still be with us now. Yeah, she would have needed a minor procedure, and mm. she she'd be here. She'd be here today, like so. I, I'm I'm really sorry, and I know this is a very difficult conversation because I, I'm, I'm when I look at the photographs of yourself and your wife and 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 your children and everything else, they must be devastated. Um, you know, they've lost their mom, you've lost your partner. You know, I mean, it must be devastating for everybody. And what's even more devastating, you know, that it was avoidable, completely and utterly avoidable. So, oh, it is. Yeah, I I value it. like it's very hard. Like they don't, they just see Julie as a number. Like I mm. I I've, I've to, Talk to Ali every day. They've new uh, new questions to answer. Like I have to, like how do you explain to a young man a child? You ha- you have to come in out of the back garden. She won't come in out of the back garden if she sees a butterfly because she thinks all butterflies are her mem coming to watch her. So she doesn't want to lock her mem out of the house when she's to come in. That must be very very difficult for you to explain that. And how do you think they're they're handling it? How how are all your children handling it? Well, everybody's dealing with row yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Julie's son Craig is finding it very hard. Mm-hmm. Jasmine has Jasmine has been finding it very hard, even though she's only our stepdaughter. But Julie treats as her own, like. Mm-hmm. And I have Ali going to counselling now because she needs to talk to someone as well. I've, she's I got a phone call from Jasmine a few weeks ago when she was minding Ali when I went to the shop saying, "Dad, Ali's kind of talking funny." And I said, "What do you mean?" And she said, "You're just gone." The minute you were gone, she she turned around to Jasmine. And she said. I want me and daddy to die. Oh, Jasmine no. said, why would you say that, Ellie? She goes, oh, so we could go to heaven and be with Mammy so she's not on her own and then we could be a family again. Oh, that's very sad, isn't it? And it's very difficult. A child at that age just doesn't understand death. You know, they just don't understand the finality. No, I, the finality no. of it, I suppose, you know. No, she doesn't understand it at all, not. And how are you coping? I'm, I'm okay. I'm just trying to get on with it. Mm-hmm. Kind of since I spoke to you, I only ever spoke to one other reporter. I just wanted to try to get Julie's story out that people were telling me to do it. Like, mm-hmm. so I kind of I stayed relatively quiet. Like, but you did because at the time when we spoke to you, you hadn't spoken to anybody at all. You you just no, you were the first person I spoke to at the time. I actually texted in because some I only texted in because some woman was after being anti saying she'd never get a smear test. And I just text in to say like you know Julie would still tell everybody go get your, go smear, get your smear test and we don't want to put anybody off that idea either no no, it's better the devil you know than the devil you don't know if you know what I mean um, and oh yeah. Uh, yeah and the HSE have since been on to you uh, because obviously your your partner's the one who has been or she's one of the ones who has been identified as dying unnecessarily if that's the way we should put it I suppose so and they obviously had a review um, and what did they contact you? They contacted you, obviously, in relation to... I mean, first of all, you were given a sum of money, a small sum of money, I might point out, because this is the, obviously what Simon Harris yeah, said. Yeah, they're, they're offering to help with costs. Um, and what costs are they co- offering to help with? Well, they're gonna, well to, for me, they're offering to help me with um, child mining costs if, if I need to go to work and stuff. Hmm. That's kind of basically all I have got off them. Right, okay. Um, I was told we were. I was told by the the nurse that was appointed by the HSE to 
kind of calculate up any retrospective costs that would have occurred prior to 2000 or uh, the 11th of May this year. How could you even calc- How could you even start calculating that? That's, because that's, it's, that's because it's not yeah, something that was on your mind at the time. I'm sure you when you were going through that, you know exactly, that we we should be adding the cost of this. Yeah, that's what I, I kind of spoke to. I said like how I said where would I begin? I said you had four years of this with Julie. I said she'd been in nearly every hospital in Cork. She'd been in hospitals in Dublin. I said, you know, because she was saying calculate any costs, travel expenses, um, overnight stays, parking, mm-hmm. child child mining while you were at appointments, and then. So she said, just do your best. Try kind of a, a rough, a round figure. So, I, like I, I lost. She's like, oh, I lost about two nights sleep trying to thinking about this as much as I could. I had one of Julie's. Close friends helped me a lot with it, like as well. You're just trying um, to guesstimate, I suppose, how much it cost. Really. Yeah, that was it. Like, so yeah. I, I got it all together for her. We wrote it down. I emailed it to her. Or, sorry, I posted that to her, and I got an email saying a few days later saying, "Oh, does she receive that?" And then she said, "But there's no plan in place at the moment for reimbursing you for that." And I'm like, "But I didn't ask you for this money. Like, you told me to do this." You know, so I it kind of made you, felt a bit, made you feel a bit like a beggar at that stage. That made you feel like you were the one looking for the money when it was actually her that asked you to put it together. Yeah, they asked me to put it together, and but it was it was more of the fact that I had we we're thinking about this and trying to relive everything, and then trying to go up my head what happened next. So I'm reliving the whole four years again, even though I'm doing that nearly all the time anyway. But I kind of keep going over everything, and then to be told, oh, but there's no plan in place to give you that back now, anyway. Like, and where do, where does this leave you now? I mean, the difference, of course, with Vicky Phelan and uh, Emma was that, you know, they're still alive. Uh, and, of course, they were in the High Court and they were compensated. And there's a couple of other cases going through the High Court at the moment. The difference is, of course, Julie has passed away and she can't represent herself, obviously, in a High Court. So where does this leave you now? Because you are now without a partner who is also a minder for your children as well. If you did want to go to work or vice versa, if you were going, if you were staying home with the children, she could have gone out to work, whatever. So where does that leave you now financially? It leaves you. It leaves your life upside down, and in well, a mess. It does because it does because when we had Ali, we kind of we sat down and we agreed only one of us would go to work, like because Julie was a hairdresser, I was a plasterer. So we said one of us. We agreed. We agreed that she would kind of give up work. She did a bit of hairdressing on the side from home, mm-hmm. but we agreed that one of us would be there. We we wanted one of the parent, one of us to be always there with Ali, like. But no, we can't do that. I have to. But, is it, but the point is, it's not. Make money it, so she can live like. It's not Julie's fault, or your fault, or anybody else's fault that Julie's not with us anymore. Julie did what every woman is supposed to do. She went and got her preventative smear to make sure that she didn't have the start of cancerous cells. Uh, they made a mistake, and because of that mistake, Julie's now not with us, and your children don't have a mother, and you don't have a partner. Um, and to suggest that they would just compensate you for going up and down to a hospital or, you know, having an overnight stay while she was in a hospital is quite bizarre, to be honest with you. I mean, there's a lot more to be done. I mean, and this is why you're on the air tonight. It's not just for you, but it's to ensure that the government don't forget about your family and the other families, uh, the other in particular, the other 17 families who were identified with the HSA. I think it's actually 18 now, uh, in this particular situation. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've, as I said, I've I've kind of stayed very quiet. I'm not the kind of type that kind of talks. So I'd rather just stay in the background and listen. Really, like, but it's things have gotten just too quiet. It's scary how quiet the, the, the government have been about it all. Like, 
and people just aren't getting the answers that they're, they're looking for. Like You're right. It's kind of let's move on to the next issue, isn't it, really? You know, I mean, it was all in the papers, as you well know. And, and I know it was back in the paper recently when Emma Vic Mahuna got her yeah. payout in the High Court. But apart from that, it's kind of all gone into the background. It's a, what's the next story well, to talk it, about? The media bringing it out when the media are talking about it, but the government—they're they're not saying that, and they're staying—they're staying very quiet. Like, and so they're going on they holiday. They're, they're all going on holiday soon. Well, of course, they are. Yeah. I might bump into a few of them over here. Yeah, and and this is what this is your fear when they come back from their the recess, uh, the summer recess. Of course, they're on holidays at the moment. When they come back from the summer recess. It'll be onto whatever the next agenda is, and and you and other families like you will be forgotten. Then and, and and that's what that's that's the scary thing. That's what I'm afraid that's going to happen. Like that's why I'm, I'm trying to talk now because it's I I don't like how quiet it's after getting. It's kind of eerie how quiet it's after getting. If you know what I mean. And I, I'm I'm wondering because maybe I'm at a bit of a loss and maybe a bit confused. And I don't want this to sound callous in any shape or form. So please don't get me wrong. Um, because I have the utmost sympathy for the situation you're in, Paul. But because some women are alive and are sitting with a death sentence, like Vicky and Emma and many others, uh, and other women have died already, is it a case that the ones that have died are already dead, so to speak? Is it that they just seem to care less about them and their families and the people they've left behind? I don't know, because from from listening to a lot of the women that are still going through it, they're just not getting the answers that they're looking for either, like. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, done, they're just not getting them, like. And when they are getting them, they're getting it in drips and drabs. They're not getting the whole lot, like. They're just pieces missing from the puzzle as such, like. They're just, they're just not getting everything that they're asking for, like. I asked for one. I asked one question of Julie's doctor. I asked him. I, I asked him what what lab was her test done done in, and he told me he'd find that out for me. That was done the second of May. I have yet to got that get that answer back. I still don't know. So you can't even find out where the test was sent. I haven't got. Well, that we, we, we assume we know where it was sent. It's probably the same lab that every other test was sent to that was got wrong. But you well, obviously you want to find out for yourself. I, I asked that question. Yeah. I asked. I asked. The, can, I asked him. Could he tell me what day the audit was done in Julie's and what lab it was done in? He told me he'd write a cervical check and he'd get that answer for me. I still haven't got that answer. And I couldn't. I I literally couldn't get questions out for my. I couldn't ask the questions. I couldn't get them out of my mouth. I was just so upset that day. But that was they were they were the only two questions I did ask, and I still haven't got the answers to them. You must. I mean, I know if I was in your situation, Paul, I would have a lot of anger. Uh, I would. I would really want revenge. When I say revenge, retribution on the people responsible, because obviously, you know, you've lost the person you love. Um, I, 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 are you expecting to get any answers out of them? Without, I mean, I, have you? Gone to a solicitor. I, I have, yeah. Um, I, I, because I they might get the answers yeah. quicker for you. You know what I mean? Well, I don't I, know. So I, I spoke to them about a week before I came over here last week, and they've they've got Julie's medical records from nearly all the hospitals. Still haven't got what they were looking for from cervical check. So it Julie's looks like the whole thing has just been delayed and delayed and delayed. Yeah, they're just cervical check are just. Just not giving the answers to people. They're not giving them what they want. See, but but you can't put your life on hold. You know, your life has changed because of, you know, Julie's loss. Now, don't get me wrong. If it wasn't down to the HSE, well, that's just life, I'm afraid. But this this is, this is was avoidable, completely and utterly avoidable. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, was, it wasn't 
just didn't have to happen. Jesus. Julie's doctor says it herself that they would, they, when we met him, mm-hmm. we were saying Julie would be here if the smear had been red right, she'd be here today. Does that make you really, really angry, Paul? I know it would upset oh, me. I've, I've, I've started going to counselling too. I've, I've so much anger. Like if, Jesus, if I've seen a few of them politicians over here and own this hotel, there'd be a few of them floating face down in the water. Like, no. I know, I, I know how you feel. I'm not suggesting that would be the right thing to do, but I, I think anybody in your situation would feel the same way, absolutely. You know, So basically what you want to do is just remind people once again, there are families like you who have lost people or who are possibly going to lose people, wives generally speaking, and mothers, uh, because of this. And nothing is being done. It's almost like it's just a story in the newspaper and once it dies down and the public stop getting outraged about it, so we can move on to the next story. It's grand. That's it. Like if this, I just want to know why you went wrong and, and who made the mistake. And I want some, someone, I don't know, someone to say sorry. Someone said we dropped the ball and this, like, and... Well, you, well, but you need, well apart from anything else, and I, and I don't want to be flippant about this, but you need to be compensated as well. And I know money doesn't is not going to bring back Julie. It certainly isn't. No, she, no. And money will never, ever bring back your, your partner. It really won't. And I don't mean it in that way. But you have a life to live. You now have three children to look after. You had a family set up. You had a plan for life, like most people. And you planned your life around the fact that you were both there. You know, that plan yeah. is now changed and somebody has to help you to fix that plan. You know, and the only way to do the only way to do that is to compensate you. Well, no, I'm not. I'm, you know, Julie, uh, you know, we, we know that there's no way of fixing the, the, the plan you originally had. But I mean, there has to be some support for you. But they don't seem to be supporting you very well. No, as I said, they, they made, made, made me sit down for days to go through all the costs that they would have covered over four years and and then said, oh, but, but there's no plan in place to give that back to you. And I'm just thinking, like, why did you make me do that? Like, I can't believe you, know, you haven't had, got an if answer. They had, if they had a plan in place, then ask me to do it. Like, but I, I don't, so, I so putting you through two nights of writing down expenses uh, during probably the toughest time in your life, something, I, I mean, I'm sure the whole, you know, whatever the period of time where she was unwell is probably just a blur to you, to be honest with you, because you were up and down to hospitals and, I'm sure you were more concentrated on how focused on how she felt rather than how much it was costing at the time. Um, you know, and trying to get you to write all that down was bad enough. But then to turn around and tell you, well, look, we don't know whether we're going to cover this, this, and this. But you thanks very much, and we get back to you. you That's it. Like they sent they sent those layers on Norstam. She was nice, but I think they could have kind of briefed her on my background or Julie's background. Like she came up to my house and she was calling my wife June to kind of stop her and say Look, her, wife, her name is Julie that's a bit impersonal alright yeah you know I, and then she apologised she, you know, she's lovely today as I know she, she's very nice like, but I think that they could have filled her in a bit more she didn't have any any knowledge of Julie or Julie's case like I you know to send her out to talk to me I think they should have she should have had some of the background of what, what we went through and, and have, you, have you been offered counselling by the state they offered, yeah, dude, that was part of the package that they were offering, counselling, but I refused. They said they didn't want counselling through any that was involved with the HSE. Well, I can't, I can't blame you for losing faith in the HSE. And what about, did they offer counselling for your children? Yeah, they've, so I, myself and Ellie are getting counselling, but we're not getting it through, the, through them or through a package. We're getting it through um, a charity in Cork. Right, okay. So it's, it, it's a cancer charity, so they're, they're actually doing it for me and Ellie for free of charge. Okay. 
Well, that's good of them. And I'm glad. I'm yeah. glad to see you getting somebody to talk to because I know it's a difficult time for you. Um, but look, I wish you the best, Paul. I really do. And as I did the last time, I, don't, I have no understanding of what you're going through. You know, it's difficult enough to lose, you know, somebody, not, let alone your partner. And then to find out that it was unnecessary uh, must be the worst thing in the world. To know that something could have been done about it if you were given the right information. You know? Yeah. It was, well, I, I just kind of put it all out on Facebook the other day. I just took a picture of Ali. She came over to the side of the swimming pool. And the minute I took it, I, a photograph I have on my phone from the year before last of Julie and Ali. That was only seven months before Julie passed away. Um just popped into my head so I went through my phone and I looked at it and it was just how early he was there beside Julie and one of them and then she's on her own mm. and it's just kind of hit home at me like this yeah, the pi- <laughs> but are the pictures very similar is it exactly is it the same place no no it's not it's- it was in Barcelona but where we are now we're in the same place that, that where me and Julie came in 2014 to get married right because the picture the two pictures look very similar the poolside looks very similar that's, that's why you kind of yeah. Clicked into my head that the other photograph that's very similar kind of pictures, but one is without Julie, like so that's mm-hmm. why I kind of put it up, like. But no, it's in the same place. That place with Julie was we were in Barcelona. I mean, Tormelina's there now at the moment. I mean, it looks at the text coming in. Derek said, "This is this isn't a simple mistake. Uh, what has and is 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 going on is criminal and should be treated as such. But this is Ireland where everything will be just covered up," says Derek. Uh, John and Cork says Simon Harris wished his dog a happy birthday on Twitter on Sunday in the middle of all this misery uh, what a muppet says John uh, lots of people are texting in by the way uh, somebody else says um, please uh, ask what can us Irish people do to help says Pauline well I don't know what Irish people do to help I suppose write to your local politician write to Simon Harris uh, write Let's to the HSC get out and support these groups um, standing for women and Women's Lives Matter, all these groups, they're out, they're out, they're all the same. You know, people should get behind them and support them when they're, when they're doing the protests and they're rallying on the streets. You know, they need support, like, they need, you know, they need backing as well. Right. They're, they're doing it for the women of Ireland as well, like. Well, look, I hope, you know, at least we may have done a little bit of attention to it uh, tonight. It's not going to do a huge amount of good for you, Paul, but I, ho- I hope it does something anyway. All right, and no, I, I really appreciate it. And you're welcome to, if you ever want to come on the air again, you're welcome to come on any time. Thanks very much. As man. much as much as you want until they get the message. All right. All right. Thanks a million. All right, listen, Paul. Thank you very much indeed. All, all right. right, and and wish your right. children well, man. Condolences once again to your whole family. All right. Okay. okay thank you very much, Paul. All right. Cheers, bye. What a shocking, shocking story. And we spoke to Paul, actually, he was the first person we spoke to the day we happened to be talking about a cervical check going back a couple of months ago. And Paul just happened to text in, ring in, say that his wife was one of the 17 women who were identified by the HSC as having died. Now, as you've heard, there's been massive payouts, of course, to Vicky Phelan and Emma Vignahuna uh, um, when they got, a, I think, probably the largest payout the state has ever given there about two weeks ago. <clears throat> But these are women who are still alive, who managed to get themselves into a high court. And there's still some cases going through the high court at the moment. For Paul and many other people, it's too late. Their partners have died, passed away. And it seems in this country, there's no rush to help women. No matter whether you've passed away or you're still alive, there doesn't seem to be a rush. We know what went wrong. We know they're responsible. We know the HSE are responsible. It's been proven twice already in a high court that both the HSE and the people who did these tests are responsible jointly uh, for miscalculating this and misdiagnosing these women in their smear tests. And yet, still very little has been done. There's Paul was asked by the HSE to go off and drop a list of what it might have cost you to bring your wife back and forward to a hospital uh, for the time that she was ill. Sure, and we'll give you a few quid. And, you know, he didn't ask for that. 
but he sent the list off and then they start questioning some of the stuff and saying, well, I don't know whether we can approve all of that. 